And welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope, Harry, and here we are again for Meditations number 11, Aquaponics. Initially, I was going to be doing just a cursory runover of aquaponics and then go into lighting, but uh, I feel that that would probably be a disservice. So this is going to be pretty much just aquaponics and it's going to be pretty deep. Before that, we have our housekeeping notes. First and foremost, uh, let's uh, go over to the Friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast page here where I have a list now. (laughs) So I make sure I don't forget anybody. Um, Starting, uh, as always, with Donna Van Meter. Uh, You can find her on Facebook or on the web at Van Meter Design Studio. Star O'Hara, you can find her on Substack under Technate 2051. Amy Lynn Russell, one of our researchers, uh, she uh, she can be found on Facebook, um, posting memes. <laughs> um, Vincent Easley from RLM and all the people over at RLM Media. That's RLM uh, Real Liberty Media. Uh, uh, some sharers that we have uh, across the social media uh, world is uh, London Garden. Um, uh, they are a, a new addition on uh, on Twitter. Kennedy Edwards, uh, one of the original sharers that, from Twitter, along with Star O'Hara, uh, we trade free over on Twitter as well. And Christy Caruana and her Bo Mike Witt over at Instagram, Facebook, and what have you. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to all of you, and if you wish to be part of this list, uh, at this point, uh, you have to become a supporter. To become a supporter, you have to just click on the support link on the main page on anchor.fm slash harry dash w dash felker and uh, it will bring up a pop-up window and that pop-up window has three options and if you pick the 99 cent option the cheapest option up there um, I will include you in on this list that's that's all it takes 99 cents a month and you are then a uh, friend of the podcast for what it's worth and uh, you get an honorable mention in the show notes Um, aside that um, we, we are supported by ads, and we do appreciate every listener that does come. Uh, so, you know, financial supporter or not, uh, you can let yourself be known by sending me a message. There's a voice message app on the, on the Anchor page, as well as going to my website, harryfelker.wordpress.com, where you can leave me a message on any of the various posts that are related to whatever you want to message message me about. Um, And uh, as always, feel free to share. This is information meant to be shared, and I really would like uh, to reach as many people as possible, regardless of uh, financial windfall. I want to be 100% clear, and I've actually made a post about this on my on my webpage, that uh, uh, 
the funds are 100% going to be going towards bettering this project, making this project uh, more uh, uh, intricate. And what that means is uh, I will be buying uh, equipment, you know, specifically equipment I'm talking about and putting it together and demonstrating how it works and giving you guys real world number, numbers about yields and all that type of stuff. Um, but I, I just don't have the funds to do this all on my own out of my bank account. And that's that's honest i i do have some funds and i do use them uh you can um check out my my tiktok which is under my name as well or you can go to my youtube page which is under my name as well harry felker and um i don't have it up yet but uh, i'm doing a potato grow and i'm i'm basically taking video as time goes on and i'm gonna collage it into a giant video and uh, do that and the same thing with composting i i have a compo tumbling uh, tumbling composter and uh i am uh, going to definitely be uh, making a long-form video of that whole process so these things are happening, um, but they happen a lot slower without any funding whatsoever. And I would like to be able to do things a little bit quicker so that people can get set up and ready to roll. And the only way I can really do that is with outside funding. And that's what that's all about. Now, let's get on with the show, shall we? So, Meditations 11, Aquaponics. I'm going to start this meditation with a little disclaimer, a little cautionary word of warning. Aquaponics comes with a lot of disadvantages uh, as compared to any other growing method. And when I say any, I mean any. There are very particular, very specific to aquaponics disadvantages that you have to overcome, and it doesn't just end with that. So I want to make sure that everybody knows as much as I am talking about aquaponics, I will be talking about it anecdotally uh, from other people's information because I will not even broach the subject. It is not uh, a worthwhile endeavor for someone living in a landless situation, uh, in, a, in an apartment or in an urban area. Uh, it is also not a uh, forgiving learning curve, and it's very steep. Uh, when you fail at aquaponics, you have to start over or give up, and that's it. There's no saving it halfway through. On top of that, there is a very high cost to start and maintain an aquaponics unit. This is, this is not something for, uh, let's say, you just decided on a whim, I'm going to start doing aquaponics. It's not, this is not that type of operation. 
um, when you're doing this, you're doing this and you're going all in and you're keeping an eye on your fish and you're keeping an eye on your plants and your water temperature has to be consistent. There's tons of things that you have to think about when you do aquaponics and I want to make sure that I'm letting you know that I'm covering it for the sake of being thorough, but I am not suggesting this as a solution not as a survival solution, obviously, and not as a long-term solution. Um, it, it, is it possible for you to do this? Yes. Is it going to produce what you need? Probably not, unless you have a large, dedicated space to it. So, with that being said, um, I want to make sure that uh, everybody knows, again, that I am actually not the source of most of this knowledge. Most of this knowledge is coming from a website known as Go Green Aquaponics, uh, and you can find them at gogreenaquaponics.com. Uh, sign up for their newsletter, and they give you this nice cheat sheet. Uh, it's a, a PDF, and I will be putting it on harryfelker.wordpress.com. Um, that uh, gives you a little bit of a... a an indication of what's going on as far as aquaponics is concerned and whether or not you really are going to want to dedicate the time the energy and the finances towards this direction now that being said there is a definitive benefit to aquaponics primarily that you can be growing your own meat as well as your plants uh, that you are um, providing a, a nutrient source for your plants via the meat that you're growing so that is a benefit and in in the ledger book I don't think it balances out the amount of work and the amount of effort and the amount of cost that comes with it but if that is something that is interesting to you it is something you could try out now the first thing you want to really tackle when you're considering aquaponics is whether or not you're going to be using a hot or a cold system and hot is a a misnomer it's whether or not you're going to be using tropical fish which are warm water fish or uh, non-tropical fish which are cold water fish and it is a very important decision that you're going to be making right from the get-go uh, the types of fish that you have available to you in a tropical setting as opposed to a cold water setting are very different and the uh, ability uh, for your plants to survive those water temperatures well is also going to be a factor these are all things that you have to plan out beforehand like I said it's a very steep learning curve and it doesn't forgive very well so if your water is too hot for the plants and uh, this is sustained water temperature um, you generally don't want to fluctuate very much with your water temperature what that means is first of all uh, higher temperatures means decreased soluble o2 so your plants are not going to be getting as much oxygen through their roots they'll be wilting they'll be root death uh, they they may halt fruiting in the middle of their fruiting process and their fruit may be spotted with brown uh, decay spots these are all things that happen if it's too hot when we come back we'll be talking about what happens if it's too cold and more
so we were on temperature and we already talked about what happens if it's too hot for your plants but now let's talk about what happens if it's too cold for your plants uh, water temperature is actually much more important to your plant than the ambient temperature of the air uh, when your water is too cold for your plants you're going to notice that your plants have stunted growth and they aren't going to produce as well as they normally would what this means in leafy greens is that they will be sparse uh, like a regular cabbage or a head of lettuce which is uh, tightly packed will now just be wispy leaves uh, blowing around uh, your tomatoes cucumbers and other fruit bearing uh, vegetable plants quote-unquote uh, will uh, will produce less food or fruit significantly uh, so that is something to keep in mind uh, consistent proper temperature is important now in regard to the fish consistent temperature is also important um, you can play a little bit as far as the water temperature is concerned with your fish um, but overall the the consistent temperature that your water has directly affects the fish's health um, stable temperatures are, are integral in, in your fish's health uh, like I just said I guess uh, they'll grow faster they'll be more resistant to uh, stress and diseases and they will more efficiently feed and what I mean by more efficiently feed is that if you have a constant temperature they will eat on a very constant cycle so um, when you're when you're feeding your fish you're not it's not so much of overfeeding the fish it's overburdening the water system for the plants with all of the fish food that's in there um, one thing to note if you do have a temperature fluctuation in your water towards the colder temperatures you are going to need to feed your fish less if you do not uh, mind if you do not uh, pay attention to this um, what will happen is you will end up basically overfeeding your fish and all that will do is clog the tank with extra food that will end up harming your plants um, the other water factor that is very important that has nothing to do with the fish going to the bathroom well, technically it has nothing to do with the fish going to the bathroom or whatnot is the ph it is uh, very integral that you understand the pH necessities of the plants that you're growing and the fish that you're using to get your fertilizer from. Um, obviously all the same thing with temperature stability uh, having proper pH in the water will positively affect your fish. Um, as far as uh, having proper pH in, in the water for your plants it will affect whether or not they can take up nutrients at all whether or not the roots will be burned out. Um, I will tell you, uh, most plants that you're gonna be using for food have a slightly acidic um, bend to them with the exception of, I think, like kale. Um, kale does like it slightly alkaline, but it's only um, uh, 7.5 pH as opposed to neutral, which is seven. Um, most uh, most of your nightshade plants like it around 5.5 to 6.5. So you are going to be doing 
uh, very monocropic type of things when you're doing aquaponics because you want your pH to be balanced with the fish, but you want your pH to also be balanced with the plants that you're growing. Um, which is going to segue nicely into our conversation about the two major types of systems, coupling and decoupling. Now, uh, a coupled uh, aquaponic system is what everyone thinks an aquaponic system is. You have water, you have fish, fish go to the bathroom in the water, that water is then used to fertilize plants. And there is direct contact between fish and plants. Um, this is not optimal. Uh, it works in an aquaponic situation and it has been the, uh, the standard uh, for a very long time but it is not the optimal solution. The optimal solution is to have your fish growing in, a, in their water and then filtering out um, their water, uh, basically like clean the tank, and then use that, which includes their fish waste, and put that in a separate tank and use that tank to pump into your plants. And then as you pumping into your plants, then runoff from the plants then goes to the tank, gets filtered, gets corrected, and goes back to the fish. Uh, that is coupled and decoupled. We're going to talk about how that uh, integrates into different systems next. Okay, and now we're going to be talking about the uh, hydroponic delivery systems that you will be coupling with your uh, aquaponic system and how they work as far as coupled versus decoupled. Um, so first and foremost, there are some hydroponic systems we're just going to be cutting out of the equation. Not that you can't use them, but they, they have complications that are just not worthwhile, especially if you're a beginner. Uh, you're not going to want to do aeroponics. You're not going to want to do uh, drip, and you're not going to want to do uh, uh, wicking. Uh, these they just don't lend themselves well to aquaponics. If there's any small material in the water when it goes into a nozzle, it's going to stop your system from working. Uh, and as far as a wicking system is concerned, there are issues as far as fish and wicking material that. Uh, might be a problem uh, Now as far as deep water culture is concerned. This is the one that really lends itself to a coupled system uh, Not that you can't do coupled systems with the other varieties, but the deep water culture is Really where a coupled system works out. Well, we see it every time we look at like uh, a garden pond you have the uh, um, The lilies floating in the water. That's a deep water culture you know, non-purposeful, but it's a deep water culture. It's decorative, but that's what a deep water culture is. You would just build the raft to have your plants that normally wouldn't be floating on water, floating on the water. Uh, with that comes uh, internal restriction. You're going to want to generally use lightweight plants for this. 
uh, smaller uh, plants, lettuces, leafy greens, things like that would work out well in a raft situation for deep water culture. That being said, um, you can decouple the system or you can have a coupled system where you have the uh, bucket and net pot set up for deep water culture. Um, it's just, again, a very large footprint when you go with that bucket system. Um, the one saving grace with the deep water culture using the raft is that if it's coupled, it's going to cut down your footprint, and that's that's kind of important uh, for what we do, for our purposes. The smaller footprint, the better. Now, if you're planning on growing tall plants that require support, things like tomatoes, cucumbers, pole beans, those types of things, you're going to want to try to go with an ebb and flow system. Uh, the reason why is because ebb and flow literally lends itself to taller plants. It's one of the reasons why most people, if they are doing hydroponics and they are in the canna industry, they are using an ebb and flow system because they're tall plants and they really require the root support that an ebb and flow system would give. Um, and furthermore, ebb and flow really lends itself well to a decoupled system. Um, now, again, like Ed said before, a decoupled system is going to be more expensive, but it is going to improve your chances with your learning curve. Uh, separating the fish and the plants means that if you have a failure on one end, you don't necessarily have a failure on both ends. And it's very easy if you do have a failure on the fish side of this pro equation that you can separate your fish from the plants run a straight hydroponic setup without the fish and deal with the fish problem separately. So there's always that. Uh, moving along to the nutrient film technique, it's pretty much the same deal except for the fact that this really is a spectrum all around growing system, especially with the spaces, uh, space efficiency that it has. Sorry about that. Um, the fact that you can stack it straight up and uh, literally have you know a, a solid stack where your plants are growing and then the footprint really becomes your your aquaponics part of your aquaponics setup and the reservoir for your plants um, again this lends much better to a decoupled system because it will effectively separate your plants from your from your fish and you can run it as a solo hydroponic project if the fish have a problem um, so I hope this was helpful I hope this uh, uh, gives you a little light in what is possible out there again I am never ever in a thousand years going to suggest someone who's just starting out to do aquaponics and unless you have the resources, the time, and the dedication involved, I probably would steer you more in the direction of going with a traditional hydroponic setup for your, your home growing needs. This has been the Blasphemous Pope, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.